G'day everyone and welcome back to the 78 Amps podcast. I'm Max Higgins and to actually be in the chair with Sam Muggleton today is, is a pretty rare occurrence. Sam, how you been? It's been a long time since I've heard your voice. It's been a long time, Max. I'm very happy to be here. I, I've been racking up the frequent flyer points, but um, you know, it's always nice to see a friendly face, so I'm, I'm stoked. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's not uh, waste too much time because on the line with us today, we have, um, well, one of my favorite artists currently, half of one of my favorite artists getting about at the moment. It's Harvey from uh, Client Liaison. How's it going, Harvey? Uh, well, thank you. And uh, good day, listeners. Oh, beautiful. I love it when someone reference, like calls out the listeners. We don't get it enough. No, shout <laughs> out. A, yeah. It's been an ongoing complaint. <laughs> the emails have been blowing up, but... <laughs> we'll get straight into it, Harvey. The the question we ask every guest that comes on the show, what's been spinning on the playlist as of late? Oh, the playlist of late. Well, I'll just pull it up. Um, I'm a bit of a slave to the algorithm. I've been listening to <laughs> Lanny, L-A-N-Y, this band called Lanny, and there's a song called mm-hmm. Thick and Thin, which has just come to my attention. I know it came out, you know, a good few years ago, but I'm always late to the party. Um, what else <laughs> is happening? We've got, there's this, a uh, Melbourne band called Royal Otis, and they've got a track called Ooh. Without You. And I would suggest, you know, link that to your listeners or maybe you could play a little bit of that in the podcast now, Wait, rise up the music, I don't know, um, underneath <laughs> my talking voice. Uh, yeah, that's, look, I'm just going to mention those two tracks. Otherwise, too much to di- digest. Those are both pretty good tracks. And, yeah, Royal Otis definitely getting a lot of spins at least in my playlist as well. So Love good, it. good taste there, I think. <laughs> well, Max, we could almost we could almost say that uh, listeners could stay tuned for that episode because that is... Uh, they absolutely could. It's on the horizon. <laughs> It'll be the next one in the feed after this one, to be fair. Um, well, but let's, let's not talk about Royal Otis. Let's talk about Client Liaison. And, and the album, the new album is called Divine Intervention. And, you know... With tracks like House of Holy and Eulogy for the Living, you're kind of theming it up with this spiritualist vibe, but you're not quite letting go of the the high-flying business uh, and luxury living with champagne affection and, and strictly business. Will client liaison always have one foot in that in that corporate world? Oh, definitely. Uh, you know, the, the story to um, put it all into picture would be the sort of midlife crisis of the businessman who's <laughs> looking for a bit more, you know, dabbles in like, you know, enters like psychedelics or or has some yes midlife crisis so that's probably how i'd frame it for those who are familiar with our sound because yeah it's quite you know got the um excess of the 80s and early 90s attached to it so yeah just going a bit more cosmic without alienating our (laughs) audience because i I can't stand it when you you know you might be a fan of a band or an artist and then they bring out some crazy concept album that just alienate you so yeah we're not in the business of doing that but yeah, just thought we'd, uh, you know, push a few boundaries and try out a few new ideas. <laughs> it feels like we're hearing spots of, I want to say like in excess and even, you know, a bit of Kyla Minogue, but who else were you taking inspiration from in sort of the, the crafting of the album? Oh gosh. I mean, I hope you do play some of the tracks underneath my uh, voice. Um, so people get an idea. Um, but you know there's no specific reference really like we we actually get ref in terms of artists like we actually um always get inspired by sort of you know other creative concepts and ideas they might be like abstract ideas like or not just music so it might be like 
architecture or you know foreign policy might <laughs> influence the writing <laughs> of a song um for example like strictly business one of the influences was the period in the sort of 80s and early 90s when hand-drawn cell cell animation was being sort of uh composited and mixed with film so you think space jam um roger rabbit oh yeah and that coupled with the soundtrack of that which was like huey lewis and i think uh, that bloke huey lewis or whatever and that song like hit to be square so we were kind of like putting ourselves in this weird sort of my visual mindset um it's just a headspace so yeah not always you know trying to sound like this or getting a direct artist reference but rather just referencing off like random shit you know <laughs> or like something i'm getting a vibe that day, yeah that like that cellular animation mix what's the what's the song that like the paula abdul and the animated cat that was yeah. like 1989 something like that like yeah. there, there's it just <laughs> that's, like that's what it, I'm picking up. Just kind of has an age. Well, I wouldn't say it has an age well, but it's just very <laughs> odd. Like mixing real life footage with that particular brand of animation. It's yeah, um, it's unique and specific. Yeah, <laughs> it's been a while between drinks for you guys, and sort of your last full length release was in the it was at the end of 2016. What sort of things changed, I guess, for the band uh, in those sort of intervening five years that led you down this path oh gosh look to be honest like i just feel like you know the it's the forbidden c word of the pandemic <laughs> has just drawn a line it's either it's like and everyone's just forgotten what life was like prior to that so it's hard for me to really consider i mean there are a few life changes and you know things that have happened um and life is different so might be moving a new house or like, I don't know, it's just life things like that are different. And, you know, you get a bit older, like not that much older. I'm still like, think I'm quite young, but <laughs> you know, just like that's kind of changed. Like, let, you know, I'm driving a different car. What else? You know, I'm living in different, like it's, yeah. I. You guys didn't hit a, hit, sorry, a, hit a midlife crisis for yeah, the band. Was, was, sorry. That's not an um, imaginative answer, but. It's kind of like every day is just, you know, every day is a struggle to get through. So if you can, life changes every day. So for me to consider the last five years, yeah, too much of a, of a existential thought. So yeah, I'm just each day I'm taking it at a time, but yeah, five that's, year gap. That's very fair. I mean, we were writing, we were performing and then, you know, had a bit of a break at the first pandemic, played some video games and now we're back. <laughs> It actually doesn't sound like a bad time to a bad way to spend my time, but you know that aside. I mean, putting the big C behind us and and hopefully looking to bigger and better things. It's it's made me think about the celebrations that will come off the back of the album, and we do want to know what's the official client liaison choice of champagne to indulge in the album launch because I feel like Dom Perignon is just a. Well, actually, no. I think that could fit right into the corporate world. Well. What what I and Monty are actually about is, you know, a combination of highbrow and lowbrow and in the middle sits like an Australian. So uh, not in terms of a spectrum, but, you know, one hand you've got, you've got your Dom Perignon and the other hand you've got your cheeseburger. And I love that intersection between <laughs> highbrow, 
high culture and, and low brown, low, low culture and, and throw in a bit of larrikinism. And um, so by that measure, it depends what we're having for dinner. If we're having McDonald's and Don <laughs> Perignon, but if we're having some fancy feast, you know, you rock up with the yellow glenola passion pop. <laughs> so <laughs> It's a balance, right? <laughs> yeah, or just, you know, I just love that. Yeah, like, I don't know. Like when I'm at a fancy, when I'm hanging out in fa- fancy, high and opulent circumstances, I, I turn into a bit of a bogan. And then when I'm in sort of disheveled, sort of oh, how you describe the opposite situations, I, you know, <laughs> my manners pick up and I, I turn a bit more, um, oh, how do you say, you know, uh, proper. So yeah, I'm always uh, <laughs> the opposite of my situation. <laughs> Always fitting out. Yes. <laughs> I've got a question that's it's somewhat completely left of field to what Oh, we're it better be about, about the football and Melbourne's uh win. Oh fuck, how good by the way. Yeah, oh shout God. out to the D's. I mean you sorry to sorry Sam to no, just no, cut cut your uh, derail your line of questioning, but for the listeners who are, you know, hoping for um you know some uh, music insight, I think we just need to pull the handbrake on that and go straight into the game. All right. Well, Sam, I'm going to let you field this one. So, yes. Angus Brayshaw's second quarter. Discuss. No, I'm joking. <laughs> we don't. We don't have to go that deep. We don't have to go that deep. But I just. Um, we. I'm just saying. You know, if you want to, we turn turn the um, tables towards football. I'm. I'm. I'm cool with that. But sorry, Sam. Before I cut you off, you were going to say. No, no, Harvey. This is good for for those listeners that aren't aware of my nine to five. I work in the AFL. So. Oh, do you? We could. We can chat AFL as oh, much oh, as you want. In what Not capacity? as a player. Let's just clarify that. <laughs> um, I work for the Brisbane Lions in their oh. media department. So, oh, right on. We were, yeah. Oh, no, you, know, you, you, you came. To, you've been to one of our shows, haven't you? Uh, in, no, it was someone else. That was the old me, and then I've replaced him. Oh, okay. Because we had some of the Brisbane um, boys come down, and yeah, it was great. Um, yeah, it's good to good to meet them when we were playing in Brisbane last. But um, yeah, I mean, I'm just wondering like how it's going to carry forth into the next season, and you know, is it too much to? Um, I'm already thinking about twenty twenty two. The back and <laughs> you've just won. <laughs> yeah, and I'm I'm already thinking about twenty twenty two, and I'm just sort of like. Yeah, just wondering, like, you know, and how's the list going to change? And I'm just, I mean, I feel like Trent Rivers has got a lot of maturing to do. He's always giving away freeze. And I'm just like, he's probably my first pick for someone who's going to be like mm. rotated. But I can't wait to see some of the, some of the rest of the list. And it's just such a tight group of people. Um, and I'm just, I don't know, it's just so much fun. I know. What are your thoughts? Like, what's going to be well, happening next twenty-two for the Melbourne Football Club? It's a great <laughs> question. I think the likes of Max Gorn will continue their good form into the the twenty twenty-two season. Petraco might reach the same heights, if not go bigger. But um, look, the interesting one for me, and that I want to get your opinion on, Nathan Jones, most unlucky player <laughs> to win a premiership. Yeah, I remember when they had him in there like mid-season and, and every after every game on Facebook, just all the comments would just be like, 
why are we still playing Jones? Seriously. And I, you know, you know, after how many bloody seasons has he been there? Like 20 bloody quarter of a nearly, you know, quarter of a century. You know, I felt bad. He was so close, but I don't know who actually, when they, uh, I don't know who they rotated with him, but I do wonder, but um, yeah, you know, you know, you can't, it was so close, but I don't know. It's it's a shame and the whole medi sub thing. Like, do they get a medal at the end of the medi sub? Or only if they get put. So the medi sub got a bench the whole time. Yeah, who was that? I'm not sure, but James Jordan. So he sat James... on the bench the whole game and then won a premiership medal. And how many? I wonder how many games he'd played that season though. Mm. Um, it's a question for Simon Goodwin, I think. Yeah, I don't know. Is it like an NBA situation where if you play like you know whatever it's like a third of the games for the season, you get the ring at the end, no matter what? No. You yeah, have to be that... on the field. Oof. Yeah, I don't know. It wouldn't be a bad rule to introduce, though. I think they do need um, some kind of award for the, for the. I don't know. Like they should just have a forward, midfield, and um, defender, Brownlow. And yeah. you don't have to give it some name like the Brownlow. Just call the Brownlow, and then you got midfield, and then, or just like defend defenders. I reckon because. I know that was like one random idea I heard this season. I thought was good. Anyway, <laughs> look, anyway. I, I think we could move on. I feel like your listeners are going to be like a bit shocked, but all I got to say is that um, Trent Rivers just needs to sort of mature a bit. I just feel like he's um he's giving away too many frees, and I can see him sometimes. I'm not a lip reader, but I can see when he's always swearing out there on the field, and he just needs to rein in a bit. Otherwise, they're a flawless football club. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> all right. Flawless after 60, what, four years? <laughs> yeah, but, but you know what, last thing I'll say, you know what people forget is like, you know, it needs to be mentioned when the club has come close and people forget that. And, you know, it's like you need to mention that. You need – because what I think is better than premiership is having a club that is consistent where spec can go and fans can go to the football and and know that hey my team has a chance of just not just totally um, making their supporters feel embarrassed and like losing by 100 points for like so that's like the most important thing so I, I mean I take like 10 years of consistency over like a a premiership but anyway well and, I think I think that's a good point but we might just have to avoid like the the mid 2000s to yeah, of the days, but we'll, let's move what about on. We'll all those, about what about all those plays? Like, I, I can't. I was, I was, I was one of the. I'm, I'm back on the bandwagon. I was not there for the dark times. I was, I was not there. I don't I think was that's where it's all right. All right. But, okay, we gotta, we gotta get this right, train we'll, back we'll on the on. track. Okay. Back I think story. there's a whole footy pod here, like yeah. separately. Back to music. Mo- I think moral of the story: Trent Rivers lift. And uh, yeah, back just, to my question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, you guys have worked high-end fashion and dining, dining experiences. You know, you've worked it into the liaison life, but, you know, Max posed a question to me before and I couldn't put it, put a finger on it. What product or service would you want to create if you had no limitations? Are we thinking airline, yacht hire, high-end liquor? What are we sort of... Oh, well, I, I mean, you know... I know it's not a healthy thought to think of like, oh, what if I had a, a million dollars, a billion dollars... Oh like a trillion dollars um <laughs> you know that's usually a thought reserved for you know kids 
and it's not a healthy one that adults well, <laughs> should be spending their days imagining. But the thought has crossed my mind in recent years and a product that I would just, uh, that we I'd love to get into as client liaison, as part of client liaison is um, if I had all the money in the world, I would buy a uh, Virgin and I would ch- turn the, uh, paint the planes to ANSET and reinstall ANSET <laughs> and <laughs> Yeah, I'd get I'd get Anset back up and running. That's what I do. I'd, I'd rebirth Anset. Reg two Yeah, and I'd go get all the same actors in that last campaign that they had, which featured Vanessa Amorossi's um, all time smash hit "Shine," to the likes of Bert <laughs> Newton, Michael Klim. Um, who else was in that? Daryl Summers, and they all walking through uh, that the dodgy end of Sydney Airport, the wing where Tiger now um, <laughs> depart from. And I'd have, I have them all zone. walking through there every, with the Vanessa Amorossi, everybody shine. And um, yeah, the airline would be back. I'd even get some of the old staff back because uh, Monty and myself have been invited into the private uh, members Facebook group of all the former ANSET employees <laughs> because they, they're so stoked on all the, all the stuff we've done with ANSET over the years. So I'd, I'd bring back ANSET and I'd buy Australia too. Uh, yacht or create a replica, <laughs> which is, I think, the keels in Perth. And I'd sail it around. I've actually got a, um, I've got a model of it here in my, uh, oh, stop it. House. Winged and all. Yeah. And, um, I'd sail it up to the, the Sheridan Mirage that Christopher Scase famously built. And I'd, reinstall it like to this former 80s glory it's a bit more like contemporary now and just looks a bit generic so yeah i'd be i'd be the <laughs> bezos of, of australia and i'd have the sheriff mirage australia 2 parked out the front and my airline ANSET, and i'd be happy otherwise <laughs> that's they're, they're the products and businesses that of 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 peak um client liaison but it, you say what other services i think that you know maybe health services psychology i don't know i'm not bringing <laughs> very much so yes and not only that but the, uh, we will honor uh the golden wings club uh oh yeah, there's points up. that are you know we're, um, we're lost and evaporating to thin air. I've got a few friends uh, who are yeah, still very miffed about having lost all their points. The Higgins family might be sitting on an ANSAT Golden Wings fortune here if, if that's coming back. <laughs> <laughs> now, sort of along that line, you know, you guys have, have collaborated with the, the, the honourable and totally legit former Prime Minister John Howard on the DJ Jacks at some of your live shows. I've always just wondered, though, was that invitation ever extended to Kim Beasley? Oh, yeah, Beasley. God, um, yeah, he's he's, he's he was recently he was uh, before Joe Hockey, I believe he was the ambassador um, to America in Washington. Some, I remember some friends of mine bumped into him over there, got a photo. <laughs> so he's he's been out of the country for a while, but um, yeah, Beasley. He doesn't you don't see much of him nowadays, do you? I mean, yeah, 
he doesn't have that great meme to go with it as well, which from which he also know, doesn't, unfortunately. That better that, policy. Yeah, but no, nah, Beasley's great. Yeah, what are one of the former um, prime ministers get DJing? Yeah, good question. <laughs> you don't. You have a. You have a very like a, a lot of prime ministers in a short period to choose from. Go back too far. I mean, I don't think Keating would throw down a great set. Put it that way. No, no, he wouldn't. I think one of his daughters would though. They're um, they like to party, especially Catherine. <laughs> He's uh, yeah, former friend of Epstein and Prince Andrew. Yeah, she she'd be keen. But uh, no, uh, Paul actually really likes classical music, the classics, antiquities and. <sighs> classical music and all that so yeah he wouldn't be into the djing no hawk might have but a bit late now unfortunately yeah top bloke <laughs> oh by the way got uh rest in peace uh former businessman larrikin and all-around top bloke john elliott i reckon there should be a state funeral for him and uh <laughs> yeah no it's quite sad of his passing member of the savage uh savage club in melbourne uh, yeah. Carlton will put on the solid funeral for him, though. Oh, I hope so. Yeah, he's see, there's not many people um, like him around. I think he's a special person, special kind of person. And I'd really loved it how in the footage of the you know that when the news was cutting to the news of his death on prime time, like every shot he just had a cigarette, and I just thought it was fantastic. <laughs> And he was like, he was like in his sixties or like fifties, just chowing down. I was, that's I want to start smoking in my sixties. <laughs> Anyhow, <laughs> no, no time like the present, right? Or in the uh, future? No. Something's got to get you eventually. Why not? But uh, look, before we before we uh, end things, I, I do have a question regarding public events, and, and we've been talking about it a lot, but. Obviously, up here in Brisbane, the Olympics are the the talk of the town. They've been announced for twenty thirty two, but if the uh, the AOC come knocking and ask for client liaison to be the Baz Luhrmanns of the games, would we expect a an ANSET takeover? And and would you theme it up? Oh, I'd love to play the, the Olympics, and I mean, like the two thousand was the last hurrah. It was the last time this country came together and was actually truly united. After that, we Shortly after we had Steve Irwin die, we had the Cronulla riots and, and the country fell apart. And it was the last time that the country was truly together. But um, And that's why it's it's up to Brisbane and it's a tall order to step up <laughs> and actually say, hey, you know, yeah, Sydney, we know you're the sort of unofficial capital of the country. You got the bridge, you got the opera house, but we're actually going to take this to the next level. So big job for the state. And I don't know, I feel like... Um, yeah, it'd be an honour to be part of part of that, and I think, yeah, Brisbane's got it. It's a big challenge. How do you, what would the opening ceremony look like? You know, and what angle are they going to take? And I would argue that one sort of referencing Sydney two thousand is the right one to, to take a kind of extravaganza, one of you know, Australiana of um, something you know, Expo eighty eight, that kind of vibe, that you know. Brisbane had going on, you know, that's, that's what I reckon they should do. Cause yeah, the cattle, you know, and the cane and the North, you know, I, I really play up on that. And the, the kind of the true Aussie Queenslander kind of vibe. That's, that's what Queensland has on the rest of the States that we don't have. 
So I'd play to their strengths, but um, if I was creative director of the opening ceremony, not that that was your question, but yeah, if we were to play, they're, they're the circumstances with which I hope that we would have the opportunity to play. Look, there's no one, no one saying you couldn't be the creative directors. Uh, it's it's yeah. never too early to start pitching. Yeah, career change. Good point. <laughs> <laughs> Harvey, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks for taking the time out tonight. The album Divine Intervention is out now to stream on all good uh, streaming services and to pick up in store as well. Uh, and you guys are set to take the stage at this that festival and your own headline tour at uh, the start of next year. Uh, but yeah, thank you so much for, for taking the time and, and, and coming out to chat with us tonight. Very well. Um, yeah, thanks for having me. And uh, yeah, let us know when you want to come down to the next show and we'll, um, we get, we'll get to meet in person. You guys have got some, uh, plenty of AFL chat to knock out of the park. Oh, Look forward to it. <laughs>